Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast episode two. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And uh, we're back. We did it. If we played the music, would we play it later? Because that was good, or will be good, that music. I really enjoy it. What? Uh, it was good. It, it was good. It was good. It was good. Okay, it was good, people, wasn't it? People saw you fiddling around with your microphone for a brief period there, and, that, and then there was music. And then there was, okay. Uh, Unless they're not watching, and they might be listening on the uh, an audio platform of your choice. Well, that's very true, and that actually complicates things because the music goes into the audio version at the intro, but for the podcast, it's just the triple jump intro. Oh, goodness me. So there was music, but it wasn't very long. I'm sure people enjoyed it. Well, you'll have to listen to the MP3. Speaking of which, the MP3, we are working on getting it on audio platforms. It is happening. iTunes, Spotify, the like, you know, you're asking, you will get it. Don't worry. For now, it's just YouTube, which is a video, a nice video. Lovely. You can see us. Uh, but we're just waiting to hear back from our audio service provider. We will do it when we can, and we will let you know when it's done. Precisely. Peter, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, yeah. I'm doing pretty good. How was your lunch? You've just had lunch. Oh, it was delicious. I had. Um, it was like chicken with a bit of bacon mm. and some green stuff. And some green stuff, too. Yeah, fresh from one of those triangular cardboard boxes from the mm, shop. I do wonder how sanitary those are. Yeah. The cardboard. Mm. With the little plastic, win- the sad window I that try the sandwich just it. peers at the people who are going to eat it yeah. out of the little sad plastic window. You're listening to the Triple Jump Sandwich Podcast, the number one podcast for all sandwich-based mm-hmm. information. Well, do you remember the triple, you know, it's three, that's three, and yeah. there's often three points on a sandwich. They never cut a sandwich in half, do they? Well, they do. Well, they do. <laughs> not, not horizontally yeah. or diagonally. Not into oblongs. Not into oblongs. No. Um, but anyway, that's that was your lunch. How I wasn't. You? I wasn't having my lunch, Peter. Thank no. you for asking, because I was too busy adding adverts <gasps> to our previous videos. Because we're now monetized. Hashtag Peter and Ben got monetized. We did it. We did it. So you will now see. Hopefully, you've got your ad block turned off. You will see some adverts. Um, I know adverts aren't the most fun thing in the world, but they do really support us financially. So do please bear with them and uh, and try not to put that ad block on you should let adverts uh, you should let websites do tailored ads to you because i sort of automatically click no on that because i'm like i don't want you storing information about when mm. i'm googling ballet shoes and yeah. and uh and and stools donkeys and with three legs small ladders and yeah. things oh but actually then at least you get an ad that you'll get like game ads and stuff yeah well you might do well you might i can't depends guarantee what, depends what you're looking at on exactly. the internet isn't yeah. it 
Mm. It's like that person who tweeted us once and said, uh, look at the sponsored adverts <laughs> you're getting before your videos. And it was for something really dodgy. So I think that's tailored to your interest. I've seen that's... a screenshot where someone has posted on like a Christian forum. And he's saying, <laughs> I am absolutely... Look at this. Gay porn ads on this Christian forum. And they're like, yeah, that's tailored to your Google search uh, queries. So Welcome to Triple Jump, a video game podcast all about... Search terms yeah. and other, su- other and such sandwiches. things. And sandwiches. Mm. We should jump straight into a question. These, of course, are all from our Patreon and from our patrons. That's patreon.com forward slash team triple jump if you would like to sign up and support us and submit questions for the podcast. The first one, Peter, mm. is from Owen Davidson, I believe, or Eon Davidson. Yeah. I like to think it might be the elect- electronic... Electronic, the electrical company. Oh, I, I thought it might be Davidson. He, he's lasted millennia. Eon Davidson. Oh, that's very been true as well. For eons. Well, let us know which you think it is in the comments below. It's been announced that Reggie Fils-Aimé is retiring and Bowser is taking his place as president of Nintendo America. What do you think the aptly named new president will do with Nintendo? Hide it in another castle, maybe. Oh, very good. Oh, twiddle, twiddle those moustaches, everyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, Reggie fils he's been around for ages. He's, yeah. he's like Mr. Mister Nintendo outside of uh, Iwata and Miyamoto and Miyamoto, other such yeah. famous figureheads. He's right up there with them. He is. Um, obviously, the, probably the, the most famed uh, meme that he spawned, one of many, yeah. was the My Body Is Ready. Right. Uh, and I don't know if you saw his farewell video that he posted on I Twitter. Actually. I saw that there was a, really big, lovely. a whole Twitter outpouring of... We're going to miss you. Yeah, the PlayStation bosses said, you know, you were tweeting him and thanking him for his for his yeah. service to the games industry and so on. I don't think anyone's got a bad word to say uh, against him, really. Just Mario. Well, actually, no, sorry. He's got a bad word to say about Bowser. But, but Yeah. Well, speaking of which, Doug Bowser, the replacement, which is an exceptional name. Doug Bowser, by all accounts, is, uh, is also... A, a lovely human being, yeah, and has been working within Nintendo prominently for a long time as well. Okay. Huge, huge Nintendo Nintendo fan. They've not just brought someone in who has no idea. Find how Nintendo me works. the man called Bowser. <laughs> but what I do want to know, Peter, yeah, is at what point we start getting not safe for work deviant art, art images of Doug Bowsette. Oh goodness me, that's a very good question. It may already exist. It probably does. Rule 34 is that if it exists, there is porn of it. I mean, there must be some Rule 34 of Reggie, I would have thought. Oh, probably. Reggie fills my may, am I right? Oh, my goodness me, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, Doug Bowsette. I think that's. I think it's only a matter of time if it hasn't already happened. Oh goodness, that's that's quite. I mean, we're not really answering the question, but Mm. like, what do we think he will do with Nintendo? I mean, I don't know. I kind of sometimes. Nintendo's a weird company because, like, in some ways, they're quite cutting edge. Like, I think the Wii was the first true, like, okay, we've done motion controls, and they kind of work. Mm-hmm. They kind of work. Um, so in that sense, they, they seem quite cutting edge, and they're always sort of ready to do the next thing. They're trying to innovate, aren't they? Yeah, innovative. But then at the same time, they, there's a sense of, like, not, like, stagnancy, if that's a word, but... They're very know, traditional. They're, they reuse their their franchises over and over again, and that's fine, and they're popular, and that's good. But like, I I always find it very difficult to predict what Nintendo are going to do next because mm. they're either not going to do anything and just continue to make 
the twelfth sequel in in a in a series, mm-hmm. or they're going to do something completely out of the blue, yeah, and release like an actual console that's alive. It's made of cardboard <laughs> and has motion controls, but also walks around your kitchen and like goes. <laughs> but that's the thing: the <laughs> console could well be coming to you. It could be, but you'll you'll get your heart. You'll you'll take your Nintendo heart home with you. Yeah, you'll unbox it. And the first game that you'll play is is a two dimensional Mario game. Uh, yeah, because that's just that's just how it works. And all of their games, you know, are for the most part absolutely exceptional. Uh, yeah, and there's something to be said for that. Uh, but yeah, it is it is a it is always just a fascinating marriage of well, what weird way can we make people play games next? Play the same I don't know. Game. As long as Mario's on it, it's yeah. fine. Um, I think Strange largely way. things won't won't change too much. I don't know what kind of clout Nintendo of America had. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. If, you know, beyond advertising, perhaps it's and not marketing like over the whole of the conglomerate. Is no, it? So. I think th- this the ship will largely stay the the same. It'll just be that Reggie will be missed from all of the wonderful Nintendo directs that they do. Yeah, he well, he might still be there. He'll just, cameo, surely. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, Peter, it's time to move on. Yeah. To what we play in. What we play in. This is that groundbreaking segment where we talk about what we play in. Coming. The what we play in police are on the way. That's just the what we play in jingle right there. Peter Austin, last time yeah. we spoke, you were jumping into that Star Wars Battlefront two. I was. And playing some some of that. How are you getting on? Do you know what? Since we last spoke, I've not I've not played much of that. Oh. Um so I I had been playing it for several weeks up mm-hmm. to that point, uh and, and thoroughly enjoying it, you know. Yeah. I sort of try and look away from, from the PR disaster on launch. Right. Because they oh PR they, nightmare. PR yeah, PR sorry. Nightmare. PR nightmare. Yeah. And they, they did did also actually announce I think today or possibly yesterday that uh Anakin Skywalker, I don't like sand episode Annie three, Annie Kid. Yeah. Well Annie Annie Man is <laughs> Manny Kid. Manny Kid is yeah. on his way. Is he? Yeah. Through not... the sand, or is that why it's taking him so long? Oh, yeah, possibly. It's yeah. Russ and Corp. Cor- Russ. It's Russ it's and Corp. Russ and Corp. It, gets... it gets everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, but mm. the reason I've not been playing the Star Wars Buff Two yeah. is because I've been playing a bit of old-fashioned CTR. Oh, you've been playing that Crash Team Racing? Yeah, really. Speaking enjoying of it. Nintendo, uh, I think Crash Team Racing is better than Mario Kart. Oh I think God. it's better than Mario Kart. But that's just me. I think. Um, and I, I think I'm right on my dates here that okay. it, it came out after Diddy Kong Racing, right? Okay. I believe that's correct. And I realized for the first time just how derivative it is compared to Diddy Kong Racing, <laughs> which had like an open world hub that you drive yeah. around. Hey, they had that for the adventure mode of Crash Team Racing. Well, exactly. That's what I mean. Oh, I'm, right. So I see. Okay. Crash right. Team Racing is. Oh, it's it's 100%. That looks nice. We'll we'll do one of those, please. But it's so good, though. They, they Crash even Team Racing did. is so good. It is, and they've cherry picked the best things. So they didn't just like copy the fact that oh look, there are frogs bouncing around the hub world. They were like, no, we don't need to copy the frogs. One thing they did copy, which I love in video games, yeah, uh, which is in CTR and Diddy Kong Racing, is adaptive music. Where mm. depending on what you're doing or where you are or like certain actions, the music that's playing in the background will continue to play, but it will change in some way. Okay. Um, which they had in the Spyro Reignited trilogy as well. Like when you go indoors, it suddenly goes all echoey and stuff. Yeah. And in Crash Team Racing, as you drive from one area to another in the hub world, from like, say, the temple to the medieval zone, mm. all the instrumentation just gradually changes on the, uh, it's on the really, backing track. I mean, that, that naughty dog. Yeah. They know what they're doing. And they did that on uh, the Diddy Kong Racing 
character selection screen, yeah. it's playing this theme that's going along with like roughly the same melody. But if you move your selector onto a different character, it's being played with a different instrument that is yeah. associated with that character. I really like that. That's whole awesome. Thing. So yeah, just been enjoying some Crash Team Racing, getting ready for the for the upcoming remake. I can't wait. What have you been playing, Ben? Peter, I have been without internet for 17 days. Oh, of course you have. Um, and someone very helpfully in the comments said, "Why don't you just tether to your phone?" That's how I use, you know, access the internet when I when I can't uh, when I can't use my Wi-Fi or whatever. Yeah, briefly. In relation to downloading Metro Exodus, which is what I was talking about last time, I'm not going to down my my data contract is for five gigabytes, and if I and look at Metro a Exodus? video. I can't then use internet for the entire rest of the week. Metro Exodus is 40-something gigabytes, so that was never going to happen. However, last weekend, I did come back into the office to not only do a a little bit of work and tidy some things around in the downstairs studio, but I thought I'll bring... brought my PS4 and my backpack, downloaded Metro Exodus, and then went home, and I have been playing that. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, I was initially underwhelmed. Yeah, I know. I saw your tweet. I did a tweet. Some people took almost umbrage to the fact that I was encountering some bugs and I said that it wasn't very polished and please allow me to clarify because I I have since gone on to actually really quite enjoy myself Good, because I was a big fan of Metro Last Light on PS3 Mm -hmm. but what I mean by unpolished is that there's just like weird quality of life issues that you just tend not to see in I'm hesitant to call this a triple-A big-budget game, but right. it, it is certainly a bigger-budget game, well, and it had a marketing push behind it. Yeah. Um, just just weird things, like when you're walking along, you frequently get stuck on scenery, like you need to sort of jump to, to get out of there. Right. As I've seen enemies, like the AI just freaks out sometimes, and I've had numerous glitches and a couple of crashes and stuff. Like well, I would say, not that I've played it, but mm. it's not just that you don't expect that stuff in a... a sort of triple a game yeah. but it's the fact that they brought it forward which yes. is that doesn't happen very often normally games are put back like sometimes two or three times mm-hmm. uh, in terms of release but they brought it forward which kind of implies it's done we we could like keep fiddling with it for a few weeks but actually it, no, it looks fine mm. it will release it and then yeah you're still having more bugs than you would expect from uh Ex- a first i think that was mostly is, is is that they brought it forward by a week and also the opening is like not very good and story-wise i love the concept in that you're you're finally leaving the metro tunnels of, of moscow and mm. you're you're on a train and you're going across russia discovering new secrets and discoveries in one of our favorite countries well one of the one, one of, of the world's one of the, one of the world's countries yeah. and um I, I really like that because it's you know it's sort of a we can go to several different destinations with completely different climates and different obstacles to overcome mm-hmm. uh, different people live there varying you know there's the cannibal place oh lovely the desert mutant place oh, you know, lovely. all that sort of stuff yeah there's the the demon infested frozen tundra place lovely it's all really nice. Yeah, sounds and great. I, I like that, but the dialogue is like it's really bad. And your wife uh, Anna, they play up this big thing, and also the crew that you're with as well. They play up this big thing about them all being friends, and like they really want you to care about them. But the writing's just kind of rubbish. Like right. you hear someone with a Russian accent saying, "You've blown my mind, nice one, man," and it's like, oh, that feels so weird. Why are they saying that? They're using all these Americanisms and slangs and stuff, and well, it's really strange. We were talking to uh, the What Culture. We've got a, a group chat with some guys from What Culture Gaming, haven't yeah. we? And we yeah, were Jules talking and to Scott. Jules and Scott this morning, and Scott said. So I don't know about this. Is it an option to have it with Russian voices switched on and subtitles underneath? I'm assuming you can, yeah. But I'm having to look at the subtitles 
in English anyway. Right. Not because I can't understand them, but because it, again, another weird unpolished thing is that it does that thing that games do sometimes where if you're not right next to the person who's talking to you and you turn slightly, you then can't hear anything. It just goes anything. like 100% panned exactly. to one like, side So if of you're it. stood over one side of the room doing stuff and someone's trying to talk to you, it's like a faint echo. Like they're really far away. And I hate, I hate it when games do that. And they have vodka. It's exactly That's like what that. happens. Yeah, so it's, it's lots of small issues like that which make me feel like this just doesn't doesn't feel like it's properly been polished to, to the best of its ability. Pop the Russian voices on, says Scott, if that is an actual option that yes. I've not looked into at all. And I, I will consider it. feel more authentic, it. at least. But but I am really enjoying it. I like they've got various uh, open-worldy bits that, like, I've just done a deserty, a deserty bit where I get a... a there's a Kari bit Ooh. where I get a nice little, really, the worst handling vehicle of any <laughs> video game, and that comes from someone who likes Borderlands, where you use the left stick to go forwards and backwards. Oh. And that is challenging. Um, I got it stuck in a bit of scenery last. I got it stuck a few times. Yeah. Bearing in mind that you only get one. You can't respawn it. <laughs> if it gets stuck, you're kind of screwed. Okay. There's nothing you can do. I got it stuck sideways in in a boat that had been, you know, um, shipwrecked. Right. Uh, Just on this desert. Yeah, I got it. So the, the boat was coming through the car. And every oh. every time I got into the car, it just made this racket. This <laughs> like it yeah. was just freaking out, shaking all over Collide the place. Collide 3.wav on a loop. <laughs> exactly. Eventually, I got free. But the car still thought that I was meant to be, like, orientated 90 degrees because the car was sideways wedged. Right. And when I got it out. And so you can press the touchpad to bring out your map, which is a physical map that you take out. And when I took it out, his hands just went. And like rotated all weird and scarecrow oh, like no. like 90 degrees and I had to sort of turn. So there's there's lots of things like that that are really <laughs> weird. But I'm I'm really enjoying it and, and I like the survival elements and it gets way better once you get past the, the first couple of hours. Mm -hmm. But that's the trouble is that people don't necessarily have time. There are so many amazing games that are brilliant from start to finish. Yeah. Not everyone is going to take the advice of, well, if you can get past the first couple of hours, it's going to well, be Well, exactly. Really like, good. I've not started playing it yet because just I, I don't really like to play more than one game at once. I know some people are fine with it. And I just wanted to just get CTR out of the way. Mm. I've basically finished it now. And then I was probably going to move on to Metro. But yeah. I have heard, not just from you, but just, you know, it it's a bit of a bit of a slot, a bit of a grind just to mm. get through, like you say, the first couple of hours. I don't know if I want to spend that time doing that when I've not yet played through Red Dead or like, yes. you know, I've I've not finished God of War and God stuff of War, like exactly. Yeah, You've you got an amazing playlist. I have. Play. But yeah. Uh, yeah, this is for exactly that reason. It's makes it a little disappointing that it was brought forward by a week. Like, yeah, yeah we're so confident that this is ready to go. Cheeky. But it is still really good, as I said. So I will I will report back next week when hopefully I will have finished it because I don't think there's probably too much left. Okay. Uh, but that's what we play in. Yeah, we play in. Uh, we're now going to have to try and sort of play a new game every week so we'll have something to talk about, right? Is oh, that how it works? Fine. We'll always have something. We can talk about what we played on stream. There'll, yeah. always, there'll always be a way. Yeah. The incredible section, what we play in, will never be defeated. No, because we'll always be playing. We always be playing. Player's going to play. <laughs> yes. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Peter, what question do we have next? We have a question from Katie White. No, we don't. We have a... Well, that's coming up. You just... You Stay tuned. Skipped, get ready, Katie White. White leg. Yeah. Uh, Steve Wingfield submitted a question. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Steve asks us, what game have you wanted to play that was eventually cancelled? Oh, ben. This, 
There's so many. Take us uh, away. I know. I was a bit stuck of, of what to choose here. But. I was immeasurably excited to learn that Free Radical Design were working on Time Splitters 4. Yeah. And then heartbroken when they when they they defecated haze out into the world. <laughs> we should definitely play that on worse games at some point. It's a real bad one. Oh, I just and then play they time and then they died. Yeah. Haze Haze killed Free Radical. Then Crytek bought Free Radical's licenses and yeah. stuff and brought on some of the staff and they got Time Splitters. Then there was meant to be it's been a passed time, from pillar to post. There was meant to be splitters. a Time Splitters remake of of like Time Splitters 2 for PS3 potentially just the multiplayer that right. was a rumor for a while then there was a fan remake going on that that's had Crytex approve, approval yeah that's still happening mm. and now it's been bought by someone else who's got it now THQ I, I think I think THQ Nordic now have it the, yeah. you know the guys who are buying everything yeah the, who have what was it? A 70 something games. Seven, yeah, in it, development I knew it was at the almost 100. They've currently it's got mad. 70 odd games in development. They yeah. just, they literally do buy, they hoard. It's not even an exaggeration. I think that's mm. part of their business model is to just buy up IP. Did you see, just... because they didn't really exist or operate before last year, did you see the percentage increase in their, I think their, their net earnings or something like that? from 2017 to two, the end of 2018. No. It was up like several hundred percent. Really? Yeah, their value as a company. Right, so they're, they're, okay. they're onto something. Is it because, just because of all the property they own? It's entirely possible. But they did have a really good financial year last year okay. in terms of making money as well as spending it. And I think I read that they, they've they recently, there are some like Class C shares, whatever those are, right. were, were agreed upon uh, in that's, that's the, where you... the Scandinavian Nordic country where they are based. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Nordic. And so, yeah, you know, Nordic Nordland. Land. And uh, selling them generated something like 220 million currency. Wow. Which they are going to put straight back into buying more studios and licenses. That sounds really dodgy that they, they sold some Class C assets that were worth <laughs> yeah. two, two That's million. That's very illegal, isn't it? Yeah. You're not allowed to... Well, you get a warning on the street first, I Carrying think. a Class you C get a single share. caution. Yeah. And then if you get caught again, you're coming with us. I really think marijuana should be reclassified, not only as legal, yeah. but at least downgraded to a Class C share, you know? Yeah, me too. Because then we could all own Class C shares. No, Nordic would buy them Marijuana. All. Yeah, you're right. Nordic would buy all the Marijuana. Yeah. Anyway, this is a video game podcast. Peter, what do you? What did you want to play that was ripped from your breast? Well, I'll quickly do just a, a name drop for Gotham by Gaslight. Are you aware of the, uh, mm. this, that, or this? I said at the same time. Are you aware of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a Batman game that was based on one of the comic books that I've not read, uh, which is set, I believe, in Victorian England. It's like, like a... steampunky stuff. Exactly, right? yeah. I think it's sort of a non-canon kind of, I don't know, someone will correct me and say, it is actually canon, it did happen. Bruce Wayne actually went there. Yeah, um, so it's a, a steampunky Victorian uh, Batman um, where he he's like has a run-in with Jack the Ripper, which just Ooh. sounds crazy. Basically, it sounds like what Assassin's Creed Syndicate could have been. Yeah, um, if I've, they just based the whole thing around what people Batman. actually cared about. Yeah, Batman, Assassin's Creed. Ubisoft just need to wake up and realize that what people want is not assassins. No. They want Batman. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Ba um, Batman's Creed. Batman's Creed. So that, that looked good. They released some a little bit of gameplay for that, sort of probably alpha kind of stuff. 
looked really nice. But the I think the biggest, one of the biggest ones uh, that I've mourned to this day is mentioned actually in a list that's coming up this week. Can I predict it? You can predict it. Is it a Star Wars game? It is a Star Wars game. Did, Which one it, though? Is it 1313? It is 1313. Can I tell you before you continue? Yeah. This also deeply affected me. Right. To the extent that when I worked in retail, yeah. sometimes people would buy things and it would total 13 pounds and 13 pence. And every time I'd go, oh. <laughs> Oh, that's tragic. It stuck with me that that much. But the sad thing is that, as I say, that could have been one of many games. And in a list that's coming up this week on the channel, 10 cancelled Star Wars games you'll never get to play. Mm-hmm. There were more than 10. I had to sort of skim it down. Yeah. I could have done about 14. But what was the most cancelled game? Yeah, the, well... <laughs> the cancel list one. 1313 isn't even actually number one in that list, spoilers. Oh, um, but it's, it's the one I want to talk about. It is, yeah. Um, it, th- again, that was a... a not just uh, a concept that sounded great, but there was some actual gameplay released. It was sort of a, it was one of those kind of Uncharted or Last of Us style um, integrated, where a cutscene just becomes gameplay and gameplay becomes a cutscene, yeah. just completely seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really looked like it could have been a Naughty Dog-esque Star Wars game, um, which It just, was a bounty hunter game, right? Was yeah, well, it? you weren't necessarily... We, I don't think we knew necessarily if you were a bounty hunter, but there were these guys, probably bounty hunters, who were going inside Coruscant, the the planet-sized city. The French patisserie. Yeah. Coruscant. Coruscant. With jam and butter. There were these holes, like donuts from the patisserie, that <laughs> yeah. you could go down yeah. in, like, into the greasy underbelly of the city. Mm-hmm. So it just sounded really exciting. I think one of my favorite things about Star Wars is the the sort of the criminal underworld involved. You know, like Jabba's Palace in Return of the Jedi is super cool. Mm. So a whole game that almost had a kind of Nathan Drake protagonist and gameplay style, that just sounded like a match made in heaven. And then I believe the reason it never happened is just because with the Disney buyout, they just didn't carry it on. I think it was the, from what I understand, it was the last game that uh, George Lukey, yeah, approved before he got got the boot uh, and, uh, got and the sold George everything. Boot- he Bootus. got the George Bootus uh, from from Dis- Disnals. Yeah, um, and uh, it was just so crazy that they they announced it with this comprehensive gameplay. Trailer yeah, and then just went. No, sorry. No, no. What's that? An adult, interesting Star Wars game. And that sounds like the direction that Amy Hennig's... I was just about to say. ...visceral game was going to go. Yeah. Uh, st- what was it called? Uh, it had the a code name title. Ragtag. Yeah, the working title was Ragtag. And yeah. um, that was a linear first person, or not necessarily first person, but a linear... Third person, I think. Again, it was going to be Uncharted style. Story. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which would have been great. But EA cancelled it, and their reasoning was that they didn't like the the sort of the, the narrative focus that that they went for the single player focus because they want to monetize it in as many as in as many ways as possible yeah get as many players in there as possible and just just sort of water it all down there's something god of war proved there's something well to making a really good single player so game then what they did was the they actually kept a couple of concepts from ragtag after it was cancelled and moved them across into the star wars um multiplayer game that they were going to do like an mm. online you know that was cancelled last month so those things survived into an online multiplayer game, which probably ticked more boxes in their business plan where they could probably yeah. do all sorts of cosmetic items and things like that. And then that got cancelled. And 
now the only thing that's still in development, I believe, and actually I think this is going to come up later in one of our discussions based on some notes that I have, is the uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. Which sounds to me like it's going to be a linear narrative based Star oh, Wars game. God, like, what do they so. want? What are they? What What are they? Do they know. want linear narrative or not? I don't know. I really think that I, I just hope that the big publishers take a good look at what. Uh, not only Nintendo are doing, but obviously what PlayStation have yeah. been doing for the past five or six years. And mm. oh my God, these games are winning all the awards. Exactly. Rockstar's winning all the awards. And yes, they've got an online component sometimes. Mm. Uh, but like, there's something to be said for this. And awards don't necessarily make you money. No. But they certainly really garner you positive uh, feelings. Pay from... off in the long run. Yeah, exactly. Like people, people will long talk about, I'm not going to talk about the multiplayer game I played six years ago for two months. Exactly. I don't... You but, know, you if know, it's a story that sticks with you. Uh, well, yeah, and like you st we still would bring up something like Horizon mm. or Hellblade or, you know, God. I, I mean, uh, th these are recent ones, but God of War and Spider-Man. You know, these yeah. are hot topics. And even the ones from a year or two years ago are still hot topics because they do stick with you. Yeah. The Last of Us. I mean, that's how old is that? How old is Uncharted 1 and The Last of Us? They go back to PS3. Yeah. And, and they're still, you know, you bring them up in a discussion like this because they're... They're good games. They were watershed moments for yeah, video exactly. games. Yeah, exactly. And so, EA definitely have the resources to do that. Well, yeah, so, exactly. So. Anyway, those are the games that uh, that we wanted to play that were cancelled. Mm. It's time for another segment, Peter. It's weird news. Peter Austin. Yes. It's weird news time. Oh, it's about to get weird. Peter, what weird news have you brought for me today? Let me just shuffle your papers and then take out your phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have brought... Some now, so the weird news segment, if you watched or listened last week, is where we talk about weird or funny news. Mm. Now, I brought a story that I think is objectively quite funny, okay. if a little bit of a facepalm moment. It's kind of like you have to laugh because it's okay. quite depressing. Oh, great. Now, there's another side to this coin that is not remotely funny, um, but I think it is actually worth talking about. So I just want to be on record that the second half of this segment of, of my submission is not funny. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And I don't think it's funny, okay? Okay. But let's begin with the harmless, no children were harmed in the making of this funny Excellent. News. Yes, love that one. Um, the state of the YouTube gaming scene regarding child abuse. Um, okay, this sounds fun already. Well, according to Kotaku, uh, you may have heard that three popular Pokemon YouTubers all reported that their <laughs> entire channel had been taken down after uploading Pokemon Go videos. You yes. know about this, don't you? Yeah, I've heard about this. Now, we'll get on to the reason why shortly. Mm. Um, but, you know, that sounds like quite a headline. Mm. Um they were wrong. YouTube were wrong to do this, uh, and the accounts were restored. But this was thanks to external pressure, because not only had the account YouTube accounts been taken down of these YouTubers, but their Gmail accounts. Therefore, they were unable to get wow, in touch. They just with got YouTube. just blacklisted, just completely ghosted by YouTube. Wow. Now it turns out the reason these videos were removed was because the the all the titles were something like Pokemon Go, how to get some really good CP. Uh, CP standing for combat points in the yeah, game. Yeah. Unfortunately, YouTube's ridiculous policy of just blanket flagging things and taking stuff down for no reason mm -hmm. thought that CP stood for child pornography. Um, Pedophiles ruin everything. Pedophiles do just ruin literally everything. Now, of course, there was no child pornography involved in these videos. No. Um, Trainer Tips, one of the three uh, channels who, who were revoked temporarily, yeah. tweeted and said, in case anyone at, at Team YouTube is taking notes on today's mishap, CP stands for combat points. I'm on board with fighting back against inappropriate content, but your algorithm needs a lesson in context. Yes. Also, just to reiterate, manual review by a human before termination. Yeah, you would have thought that would be a no-brainer. I right? mean, this is how I feel about, you know, again, I'm, I'm not against trying to protect people's copyright you know, uh, pro copyrighted property mm -hmm. or protecting children from abuse yeah. and stuff like that. That's obviously a very valiant thing to do. Uh, it's the right thing to do. But maybe just make sure a human being is involved in these decisions before Absolutely. literally taking a channel down off the air. But this is just the, the latest in a long line of yeah. questionable tactics YouTube is using to keep advertisers happy. Mm -hmm. uh, and we as content creators on YouTube, rely on ad advertisements. Yeah, we do. Uh, thankfully, there are other avenues that we can now uh, explore to to support ourselves, like merchandise, here's a mug, and also Patreon and things like that. But advertising is so important. And then the, the thing that you told me this morning, yeah. the fact that YouTube are thinking of potentially introducing, or are they actually introducing? Well, this is, so this is where the second uh, side of my story Go goes. Go ahead. The reason... Uh, for what you're about to, for what you're about to say which is that YouTube are now if you if there are bad comments that like break the terms of service on your video mm -hmm. then your video will have the ads removed from it that is insane given that YouTube's whole fuss that they've kicked up recently about people like dislike bombing videos yeah. as they learned firsthand with their YouTube well, Rewind Well, that's the only video. reason they brought it up is because they did people did it to the YouTube Rewind, I think. Well, so they were like, oh, yeah. dislike bombing is a real thing. So they know that this happens. Yeah. So what's to stop people from comment bombing yeah. other, other channels that they don't like? Like someone, two two YouTube channels are feuding because th that's apparently a thing. Yeah. And, and someone says, right, go attack Castle B and just 
post CP over and over yeah. again. Go post about combat combat points it, right. all up in their comment section. Yeah. And then they get all of their videos. Did what? That's insane. That's just ripe for abuse. That's just ripe. Sorry for abuse. Like, it is. People can just take such advantage of that. No, it's mad. Like the whole the whole situation is just bizarre. It's just handled in in the wrong way. Like I say, the reasoning is fine. Like we don't want that kind of stuff to happen. But don't just the 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 way that YouTube is trying to combat these things is mad. Mm. It's a bit like how I saw she says from Boundary Break did a, a retweet the other day of someone who'd uploaded a video talking about Hasbro toys for yes. uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. They didn't... All they did was talk about it, I believe. There was not a single second of footage or music mm. from the film, Universal claimed the video. Or a company on Universal's behalf. Yeah, well, I think that's yeah. part of the problem is that... Even Lots so, though, companies. Universal have no right to Well, that no, video. they don't have any right. But they, again, like this, this is why it's being abused, isn't it? Because yeah. they've discovered that videos with big views relating to anything pertaining to their copyright, they can employ subsidiary companies yeah. to just go in there and claim all these videos. And it's so stacked in the claimant's uh, yeah. favor that the content creator can't really fight it because YouTube doesn't help them. No. So it... it People just have to take down their videos and completely re-upload them, yeah. like changed or completely remake videos. It's terrible. Or just take the video down because otherwise, you know, what's the point? You, do, you know, it's great putting stuff out there for people to see. And of course, there's a creative uh, satisfaction that comes from getting eyes on something that you've made. Yeah. But money is 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 surely one of the biggest motivators there. Mm -hmm. And you you can't expect people to keep making this stuff if they're not financially remunerated for it otherwise they can't afford to no i was saying yesterday to a to an uber driver actually that it's just so it's frustrating as a creator that youtube has such a monopoly because you can't mm. you it's starting to get to the point where you can go elsewhere but certainly like maybe four or five years ago when this stuff was still happening back then as well just problems in general with yeah. how they treat creators there's not there wasn't really an alternative then i mean twitch is becoming more and more of an option i think but mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. still very it's pretty much stream heavy isn't it you can't people are trying to use it in a more youtube style way but yeah debuting yeah. videos on it and streaming yeah, exactly. something that they've made and stuff but i don't know if that actually violates terms of service because you're technically not really playing a yeah, game are you? i don't so know that, i don't think there's say. a they might introduce something if they introduced um what's it called like a, a, a you already have like a video library kind of thing with past streams on mm. it if you could upload videos to they your twitch do channel, that they would things would change overnight. They I would. Re I really think they would. So just to quickly get to the slightly worse side to this story, good, as I, yeah. As I did some digging, just to you know, for you to follow on to with a, a really horrible tone to deal with, um, and to actually take it back to gaming mm. is that Epic Games yeah. have pulled Fortnite ads from all YouTube videos, right? right. Uh, and this is in response to what the YouTube's idea of uh, of, of the abusive comments system is mm. in response to as well which is apparently that YouTube's algorithm is basically allowing actual pedophiles to just get into this lovely recommended loophole of basically softcore pornography on YouTube. What? So Matt, what various various people have sort of addressed this story in the past week, but there's a guy called Matt Watson on YouTube who does some quite good breakdowns of YouTube's terrible policies. Okay. Um, and he shows that if you create a fresh account on YouTube mm. uh, and then you type in something that is essentially softcore child porn, um, which is something like my gymnastics stretches or right, whatever, okay. and find a horrible, horrible video, 
then because you have no other YouTube history on your account, YouTube's al algorithm basically says, oh, you want to watch videos that people who watch this video also watch. And right. there are rings of pedophiles on YouTube who are re-uploading videos like this of kids eating ice lollies and oh stuff. My it's, God. it's horrible. Right. And they're all filling the comments with timestamps and stuff. And the algorithm, because that's all you've watched on YouTube, then just feeds you videos that other pe other like-minded people right. have been watching. Sort and of like the Netflix recommended thing. Pretty much. People who watch this also watch. Yeah, and Epic Games uh, have were aware of this and have pulled ads as a result of it. God, I don't blame them, really. Um, this guy, Matt Watson, who does a breakdown on YouTube, says that he saw plenty of big-name companies attached to uh, having ads, uh, pre-roll ads on videos like this, including Disney. Yeah. Um, so as a result, um, people are plenty of companies are now backing out of YouTube ads again. It's a second Jesus. wave of this yeah, whole Kit thing. Yeah, KitKat. I saw KitKat also pulled out. And uh, YouTube also have put an algorithm in place that when weird, dodgy comments, as like similar to the ones found on these videos, are now being placed on videos, mm. ads are being disabled on the video automatically, which is fine. That's a, a good right. thing, I suppose. But that implies that YouTube know that this thing is happening. Mm. And their their policy when they see that dodgy comments are underneath dodgy videos is to just disable ads rather than like maybe... Yeah, ban this person. Maybe ban this person. Yeah. So it's just a complete mess. Is that, is a, that is a total mess. It's just it's horrendous. Wow, now I so. feel much sadder than I did before. Yeah, sorry about uh, that. Thank you so I much, I thought Peter. it needed talking about. I think it's an important issue. Yeah, well, while we're on the topic of, of YouTube, definitely. Mm. We should... Uh, now it's been said, though... And we all know it. Yeah. We we can't not know that information. And it's time to move on with our lives. Yeah. You ready to hear my weird news? I am. It's not about combat points. Okay. You'll be pleased to know. That is good. So I don't know if you're aware of a video game called Fortnite. I am v vaguely aware of this Fortnite, yeah. Uh, the Evening Standard reports, the creators of Fortnite have launched legal proceedings against the organizers of a scam Fortnite live event, which was compared to Fire Festival. Fire I... Festival, of course, being the disastrous, yeah. very expensive festival people went to that was just horribly organized and dreadful. So I've not heard about this legal the legal proceedings, but I've heard about this terrible festival, and I, I can't wait to hear your... Okay. description of it. So, exciting events, so they're called, yeah. uh, ran the event, which was slammed by parents whose children were forced to queue for hours to use overpriced and underwhelming attractions. Mm -hmm. The Guardian says, and I suppose you want to know what those underwhelming attractions are. I, I know, know I did. I know them, but yeah. Uh, there was only space for four children to practice archery sim simultaneously <laughs> and one climbing wall tower which could accommodate three climbers for the estimated... 2,800 people oh, at the event. God. We now return to the Evening Standard who posted a photo uh, that someone took of merchandise at the event. You can see there, cocaine and caviar, Says it says on this uh, beanie hat. Beanie hat. Uh, there's, a, there's the weed symbol there. With a flag. Um, so that's the... It also said parents were shocked that drug-related merchandise was being sold at a children's event. Before we go on further, basically what this sounds like is just a crap fun fair mm. that someone has branded as an unofficial Fortnite event. We're using the official logos there mm -hmm. and branding, I yep. heard. Yeah. Tickets for the event at the Norfolk Showground Arena started at £12, with wristbands for activities costing an additional £20. Whoa. And many spent hundreds getting to the arena near Norwich. Of course... People take the take the Michael out of uh, Fortnite and its player base being children, but 
it's it's essentially in its uh, sort of rabid. Um, I can't even think of the following. Right. It's it's like a new Minecraft. Like yeah. kids love this thing. They love it. And so that's fine. They're they're absolutely just taking the taking advantage. Yeah. Here of of you know parents wanting to do something nice for something you know that, that their kids really care about. And it's passionate that thing about. like the, the parents. Uh, me and you might have thought ahead of time this is predictably going to be exciting events pre- present. Yeah. Whereas a parent might just think. Oh, there's a Fortnite festival in Norfolk. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy will love this. Not just Norfolk, though. No. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Reenie Greenwood, which is a great name. Reenie. Um, whose husband took their 12-year-old son and his friends to the event, said that she had no sympathy for the organizers and isn't expecting a refund. Oh. An Epic Games spokesman said, The quality of our player experience is incredibly important to us, whether it's inside the game or at official public events like last year's Fortnite Pro-Am. Or Pro AM. I don't really know what it is. Okay. Epic Games was not in any way associated with the event that took place in Norwich, and we've issued a claim against the organisers in the High Court of London. Ouch. Uh, the two remaining events were set to take place in Spalding and Newark, but have been cancelled, predictably. <laughs> and the event firm immediately ceased trading on Tuesday after Epic Games confirmed they had issued a claim in the High Court. Oh, so trading. exciting events. Um, I haven't got any in here but in the original article which we will uh, link to all the articles we've talked about today in the description as per your comments last week mm-hmm. that was one of the suggestions which okay. is a very good one yeah uh, if you guys want to have a look yourselves uh, but there was a real sob story press release put out by exciting events like we tried really hard like we worked tight there was a small error at the gates which took people a little while to get in like and we people were working really hard to try and fix it it's like you actively ripped off not only your customers but also a very popular uh copyrighted yeah. thing and and claimed it as your own and I tried to the, make money off they it. said initially they were saying it was a like i think the day after sort of great success thank you to everyone who turned <laughs> up it was a brilliant day and then loads of comments were in this photo or or, or tweet or whatever it was from adults uh, mm. parents saying my child asked they wanted to leave like you expect the parents yeah. to kind of be getting bored and thinking, I hope the kid wants to go soon. The child was asking like, the parents, this is, like, "I want to go home and play Fortnite." Exactly, because there's only only three, only four children can do archery at once. Yeah, and, and a three climbers out yeah. of three thousand children. There Just was dance awful. competitions as well, I believe. Were there? See, I couldn't quite find a definitive listing of quite how bad this was. Right. People were just describing the lawsuits and the the backlash, mm-hmm. uh, but it sounds. Absolutely dreadful. I yeah. can't remember the exact wording, but I think it was promoted as the ultimate Fortnite event in the UK. Wow. Uh, so, well done, guys. Uh, and if you if you went or knew someone who went, please <laughs> let us know in the comments below how, how that went down because it Send sounds... Photos. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Peter, that's the end of... Weird. Weird, weird news. Weird, weird news. news. Just time for a quick third question before we move on to the big discussion. Is it from Katie Whiteleg? It is from Katie Whiteleg, as we as we alluded to earlier, and also kind of from Tom Price. Oh. Uh, Katie Whiteleg says, and these are all patrons, fine, upstanding people. Bit of a random one, but near automata or automato is my ultimate fave game and the one that makes me genuinely emotional. I wish I could forget it entirely so I could experience it all over again. Do any games make you feel this way? If you could also tell me how you feel about Nier Automata in general, I'd be super happy. And Tom Price also asks, if you could wipe a game from your memory to replay fresh, what would you choose? I've heard so many amazing things about Nier Automata, but I've never played it. Me neither, no. Um, I just remember it came out, I think it came out roughly the same time as Neo. 
and IOA. Yes, it was very confusing time. And it was just it? a strange thing. There were both games that I looked at and thought, I'm not at the moment very interested in that. And they both just came out with similar names and I had a similar attitude towards both of them. But yeah. apparently they're both good. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah, what do you have a game that you wish you could wipe from your memory? Um Mass Effect Two yeah. was was a huge one that was just incredible when i when i first played it through mm-hmm. like i'd been anticipating that game for so long had never been able to play mass effect one because i didn't have an xbox right mass effect 2 was coming to ps3 finally mm-hmm. and it had this uh, special comic at the start sort of interactive comic at the start okay that let you make decisions from the first game oh yeah so yeah. you could just sort of continue on that's good um and i'd been watching firefly for the first time as well right on the lead up to it i was like i really want to have an adventure in space just with all my buddies space opera. i was obsessed with that game mm-hmm. uh, i played it through and every time i came back from going anywhere i would go to all levels of the normandy ship right and speak to every single npc just to see if there was any new information like i je- i haven't played a game for a long time that i genuinely cared about all of the characters that, mm-hmm. that i was interacting with um so mass effect 2 would be my if i had to pick one mass effect 2 would be that one okay i think for me in a, in a kind of different way i know you Katie asked about emotional, but Tom Price just says, what game would you like to replay fresh? I would uh, love to replay uh, Condemned Criminal Origins fresh. We were talking about this the other day. We need to stream that, I think. We do. I think like the atmosphere and the the sense of vulnerability in that game is amazing. Mm. And I think with any game almost, like once you've played it through, you you feel less vulnerable the second time round because you know like I'm probably going to be okay. I know how to handle these guys better than I did when I first started this game last time round. Yeah, and it's it's hard to replicate that same emotion. I think I felt the similar thing in um, Resident Evil Four as well. Like entering into the village, it mm. felt like like some kind of B movie horror film from like the the seventies, um, like the Village of the Damned or something. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I, I really enjoy. I think both of those games actually. I'd like to go back and play those without the confidence that I now have going into them because th- <laughs> they're both up there as mm. some of my favorite games. But I can't ever experience them the same way again now if I replay yeah. them. Condemned is is set in like underground, abandoned like underground tunnels, subway stations. Uh, there's like an asylum level there's an old school that's like abandoned and most of it is um the combat is actually using melee weapons and it's all first person oh it sounds really really stress-free carefree adventure yeah you occasionally come across a gun that has like three bullets in it and you're like oh thank god but like you're mostly almost nose to nose with like these junkies and like just horrible horrible people wow and uh it's scary but it's i it was just so atmospheric and i love the whole aesthetic really so i'd love to play those fresh but thank you very much guys for your questions Mm. it's time for the big, the big discussion. The question. Ah! Peter Austin. Yeah. Anthem. It's uh, released this week. Yeah. And uh, it's not been reviewed incredibly well. Bioware have done it again, haven't they? We go to Ross Bramble and Ginny, mm. both phenomenal Patreon supporters. Thank you. What can Bioware do to save Mass Effect? Do you think that the future of Mass Effect and possibly Mass Effect Oh, sorry, the future of Bioware and possibly Mass Effect for that matter rides solely on the response to Anthem. Mm. And uh, they asked similar questions, but I think I didn't put one of their questions in. <laughs> the basic gist is 
Bioware have sort of had kind of back-to-back stinkies and EA love to kill off a studio. So really, what can Bioware do to save Bioware? Well, I mean, I would go straight in with, in response to the second part of that question, do you think that the the fate uh, is uh, resting solely on the response to Anthem? I would say no, it probably isn't. I think it's resting on the response to Anthem and the response to Mass Effect mm, uh, Andromeda. Andromeda. You know, yeah. they, like you say, they've had two back-to-back stinkies. And EA, if they're perfectly happy to close Visceral, of all people... Yeah, who, by all accounts, there's still nothing that's come out that's explained why that happened. No, they There didn't seem to be any reason for it. I mean, I was sort of going off Dead Space a bit, but I think they were probably still fairly well-made games by well, Dead Space 3. In the list that went out uh, this past week about uh, 10 yeah. studios we tragically lost, uh, Visceral actually did bounce back after... They did Dead Space 3, yeah. which wasn't as good. Okay. Um, then they produced um, a Army of Two game which was real plops Mm -hmm. but then they bounced back again and did Battlefield Hardline which was really well received and and then they were mo- then they moved on to Star Wars, right. and by all accounts that was going well, and people were excited, and people there was a lot of excited. hype. And then they just killed it. Yeah. So so no one's yeah, safe. Yeah. If if EA are happy to close someone like Visceral or to cancel games that people are so excited about, and there's positive positive online response to these things, mm-hmm. then what on earth is going to happen in response to the mediocre kind of reviews that are coming out for Anthem following yeah. what happened with the launch of Andromeda. Yes. Um, it's it's actually worse reviewed than Andromeda so far, at least the, the Metacritic average. So oh we've God. only got PC reviews at the time of recording okay. uh, because there's various early access nonsense involved with uh, the EA do, you know, their EA early access scheme or EA right. access. So some people get access to it earlier than others. But review-wise, we only have the Metacritic score for PC. Okay. So that's worth bearing in mind. But it currently sits at 62 and the Mass Effect Andromeda for PC was 72. Now, of course, neither of those scores mean it's the worst game ever. No, absolutely not. We've played significantly worse. It's highly polished. It probably plays very well. It's got a decent gameplay loop. But when you're putting in that much money Mm. and developing for so long let's see i I actually noted it down here it was six years i believe yeah it was development began in 2012 after mass effect 3 Mm. and and it got delayed as well yeah uh, along the way it's just not good enough especially when you this is so transparently not i'm I'm hesitant to call it a destiny clone but certainly it's trying to compete with destiny and it destiny has its critics but you can't deny that the core game is really solid. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's just not happened here at all. Well, it's it also comes down to, like you say, you know, it's not necessarily the worst game ever. And, you know, I, I even wonder, like, if a kind of new studio had brought this out, you might think, okay, well, it's not a bad attempt. Like, maybe just, you know, they yeah. should have spent we'll get a bit it. longer Mission on Mission failed, we'll get it next exactly. time, Exactly. Right? But Bioware have such a pedigree. And they do. It's like a fall from grace, really. I mm-hmm. thought it was quite interesting. I was reading an article. Actually, I'm, a, I'm afraid I can't cite who this was, but uh, it just they just happened to note in this article about Bioware that the logo changed in 2018 from the one that they had way back in 1998 when they did Baldur's Gate. Right. Um, and it's, it was kind of indicative of like the whole thing like that was yeah. about to happen to them bioware is dead long live bioware yeah it sort yeah. of shows like the the period of change or or even just sort of yeah tragedy after tragedy that they're about to be going through well, um, you even saw that mass effect kind of dropped off a little bit with mass effect 3 yeah because various important people have left over the years the the, the sort of the core people that made 
Bioware, Bioware. Mm. They've had lots of different studios, sort of subsidiaries along the way that have come and gone. And uh, I think it was Massive, sorry, it was Bioware Montreal who developed um, Mass Effect Andromeda, and they've since merged with another EA studio. So right. they've essentially they're not going to be doing any more of that. They're not called Bioware anymore. Uh, Bioware Edmonton is the original studio, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. They're still going. Uh, there's Bioware Austin as well, who uh, who are working on uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic and things like that. But the two of the sort of surviving founders in 2012 once mm. Mass Effect 3 had shipped and obviously there was all sorts of controversy with the ending of that game and just the the quality of it as a whole right like, I really enjoyed it but it wasn't as good as Mass Effect, it's not 2. Mass Effect 2 yeah um we we had Ray Mazika I believe and Greg Zeshuk, Zeshuk. Uh, who were the two of the remaining co-founders of Bioware they left shortly after uh, there was also what's his name Casey Hudson who was the creator of the Mass Effect series he left Bioware in uh, Bioware sorry in May 2014 and that was two years after Anthem had had begun development so he left at that point um, Drew Carpishin, lots of interesting names. Drew Carpishin, who previously worked on Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2, did apparently contribute to the story of Anthem, and you can kind of see that in the uh, the sort of the the open beta that they put out. Right. I don't know if you played that. I didn't actually, no. Uh, but I did, and I wasn't impressed. Yeah. But in that short time, they are just... It, it's not a game that lends itself to lore and story just mm-hmm. by the nature of, of how it plays. And it's just chucking exposition at you constantly. Yeah. So you can tell they're really trying, but it just doesn't work. I've heard that you go off, you play a, you play a mission uh, out in the wilderness... And it can be visually a bit of a spectacle, actually, mm. sometimes. Flying with the sun and stuff all around you. Yeah, but the, you know, as well as the various bugs that we've sort of come to just expect now from big budget <laughs> releases yeah. on, on It has on to launch. release this day. Yeah. It has to. Um, as, as well as all that, like, you, you play through what can quickly become some fairly inane gameplay, for, especially in the first couple of hours when you're new to the game. Yeah. And then you go back to the base or whatever it is, and then there's just a cutscene that's filled with dialogue, mm-hmm. and that progresses the story. And then you go out on a mission and do the, the whole thing again. And, like... In the same areas. I mean, th- this... Again, I, I can't speak, but, like, I'm, I'm told, or I've read, that the story pretty much only progresses in, in any kind of interesting way in cutscenes between missions, you know? right. There are also numerous loading screens yeah. that take far too long. Mm-hmm. Um, the they put you back into the same areas over and over again, and I know Destiny does that too. Right. But again, as we as we mentioned earlier, there was a there's a core solid foundation to Destiny that, that, that keeps players wanting to do that. Yeah. And I don't know if that's necessarily here. Um, I d- also don't know if people who haven't played it are aware that the javelins, the awesome suits that you fly around mm-hmm. in. They've got a they've got a big old cooldown timer on them. You can't fly around in them forever. Heard you fly that. for a bit, and then you have to sort of you have to land for a while. You you do build up the meter again, or you slow it at least by diving. Diving to kind cool of like down, yeah. Batman. Yeah. But the fact that you're having to dive to cool down your future jet suit that's not fun. Mm. That's not fun at all. I want to fly around in my jet suit. Yeah. That's part of the appeal, isn't it? Yeah, it's strange. I mean, you think back the last kind of critically acclaimed game, I think was. Probably Dragon Age Inquisition, right? That did 80s, I yeah, think. Yeah, that was good. I enjoyed Dragon Age Inquisition. But even that, some fans of Dragon Age were like, this doesn't, something's wrong. Well, yeah, and then after that, right. they in 2014, they announced Shadow Realm, or Shadow Realms, mm-hmm. Realms, I think, plural, um, which bizarrely, I think it was at Gamescom, was 
initially announced with a live action trailer, um, <laughs> which was just cut together with people in like dark streets, just just live action and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, then they did show some gameplay. I didn't particularly think it looked that exciting. I think mm. some people were interested in it, but then that got cancelled. And since then, we've just had Andromeda and this. Yeah. And it's not. It's not been a great run. And as we said, EA do have a have a penchant for closing studios for no reason but yeah. really it seems like bioware giving them more and more of a reason to do it mm. and uh you know that I, I really don't know what the future holds for them they've got two studios still but under the name bioware yeah but i mean this this was this was surely the the big shot the big chance at redemption here this is six years in the making yeah bioware games don't come around all the time no it's it's not it's not good at all like not not criticizing the company necessarily but like in terms of their future of you know looking looking forward what are the prospects it doesn't look great yeah it really doesn't i mean like you compare them to someone like respawn for example who yes you can kind of make the parallel for because respawn are developing for ea doing star wars and also just to cut you off quickly yeah. they are made up or at least it were initially predominantly made up of former infinity ward staff right and you know we're talking about lots of people leaving Bioware, the original creative core of it. Yeah. Um, and and that is a similar thing that happened with, with Infinity Ward when they all moved to Respawn. Well, yeah, and one of Bioware's original like big hitters from years ago, before before the Dark Times, before the Empire, was uh, <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic. Yes, right? yes. That's, again, that's one of those games, as I said earlier on, that just still comes up in conversation when you're talking about good, you know, big moments in gaming. Mm. Knights of the Old Republic is, is fondly remembered. Yeah. Respawn, you know, Apex Legends has just come out. And that's doing pretty well. It's doing great. Um, and now they're working on Jedi Fallen Order. And it's 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 difficult to know how EA... Do you know, I kind of think, like, I don't want Bioware to now be closed down no. as a result of this. That would be a real shit. And obviously, you know, there's there's a lot of jobs at stake. Of well, course, yeah. But, but I'm just saying that if it isn't closed down as a result of this, then I won't have any idea how EA are even making these decisions, going back to Visceral. It's, and, it's baffling anyway, yeah. isn't it? But yeah, the, the, the market trend shows that things are not looking great for, for Bioware right now. Yeah, and despite their, their uh, excellent efforts with not just Knights of the Old Republic, actually, but Star Wars The Old Republic, that MMO mm. that they did, yes, Bioware, yeah. Director John Warner talking to Polygon said that at the moment EA aren't offering them any kind of Star Wars stuff. Really, um, despite all these Star Wars projects being cancelled and the pedigree as well of and Bioware the pedigree with exactly, Star Wars. You know, um, so yeah, it, it's it's all up in the air at the moment. We'll have to see how it goes, mm. but you know, it's it, it's not it, you can't. It's not looking good. If they're no. closing Visceral over for no reason, apparently, mm. then what are they going to do in response to this? Absolutely. And, of course, there are going to be people out there who are really looking forward to Anthem and played the beta and early access stuff and loved it and mm -hmm. are going to love the game. I personally didn't like it. Peter hasn't played it. No. We are, of course, just talking about the the situation that the developer Bioware currently finds themselves in. We're not talking... Uh, you know, we're not talking down the game or saying it's crap or anything. No, we just know that um, other people... Generally, according to review aggregators, it's not performing well. Exactly, so. we're going we're going by the facts that we've got available to us, yeah. and given the given the past run of EA's uh, close happy mm. uh, attitude, it's it's not looking great. No, which is a real shame. 
But there we go. That was our big discussion. Please do let us know what you think down in the comments below. Are you looking forward to Anthem? Did you play Anthem and not like it? What do you think the future for Bioware is? Are we ever going to get another Mass Effect game? If you want to submit questions, either for the big question or the smaller questions that we talked about earlier on in the podcast, you can do so if you're a patron mm -hmm. by going to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. There are also other rewards there, like seeing worst games ever two days early. Oh, yes. And... Merchandise. So this is just a little, well, it's a, it's a little tiny sample. Where I know some people are at a uh, at a tier that they get a, an awesome goodie bag that has like a, a magnet and some stickers and other various fun things like that. We've got signed photo. Most of those, yeah, we've got most of those through to the office now. We're just waiting on a couple more bits and pieces, and then those will be shipped to you as soon as possible. So please stand by for those exclusive T-shirts you can get, and we've signed some real, actual worst games ever copies that we've held mm -hmm. in our hands, and they go yep. out to a certain tier as well. Wow, it's all very yes, exciting. Yes, it's it's wonderful. And thank you to all of you for supporting us across the board. Mm. It's only week two, and uh, I'm feeling feeling sexy and free. Me too, like glitter's raining on me. Like a shot of pure gold. Yeah, I think I'm about do to you know the, Oh, you do know the next line. I was yeah. gonna, are we just playing chicken until one of us doesn't know what comes <laughs> next? I don't know what's coming next. No. Peter, uh, where can they find us to support us in, in various places? Well, it's everything, pretty much, slash Team Triple Jump. That's Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube YouTube is probably well one. they might be on there at the moment hopefully but uh, yeah if you're listening on mp3 you can go to YouTube Team Triple Jump website website is triplej.merp where we have a store and uh, we have a little careers page looking mm -hmm. for writers and maybe other things going forward but yep. uh, yeah and uh, the discord as well if you'd like to join that bit.ly also forward slash Team Triple Jump. Jump. And the website, if you didn't understand it, triplejuu.mp. All of those links are in the description anyway. Uh, just to bring you up to speed, there are lists every Tuesday and Thursday on the channel. Streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday mm -hmm. on the Twitch. Uh, worst Games... GMT. They are. Stay tuned to our Twitter for more information about that. Uh, worst Games Ever is fortnightly. Uh, the week that this releases is actually a Worst Games Ever week. So please be excited for that. Yes. Uh, there's, um, as, as you said, Patreon goes out on Friday. People can see it on the Friday. Yeah. And everybody else gets access to it on the Sunday. Mm. And the podcast is every Saturday, as oh. you know, if you're listening to us on Saturday. Peter, I think that's all. That's, that's literally everything. A wonderful second episode in the bag. Mm. Uh, once again, we are trying to get this on audio platforms and all of the past episodes, or however many we get up to before we get on those platforms, uh, will be uploaded there so you can listen uh, via audio if you fancy. In fact, you may be listening to it now in, yeah. the, in the future. In long and distant future. Are BioWare still going? Let us know. Yeah, t tell us. No. Just <laughs> just send us an unsolicited, uh, unsolicited, an unsolicited tweet that just says no. no. And uh, and we'll, we'll know what you're talking about. Thank you very we much might for. We might forget. <laughs> we'll probably and forget. In a month's time, we'll be like, oh, what? Who's, this? Who's this joker? Who's this absolute clown? Shut up, blocked, muted, blocked. <laughs> Banned forever. Thank you very much for watching slash listening mm. to the Triple Jump podcast episode two. We'll be back next week. Thank you for all your support. I have been Ben. And I have been Peter. And we'll see you slash speak to you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.